Hi, and welcome to Heartland Startups. I'm your host, Johnny Whitfield. This podcast is brought to you by Cast App. You can find them on the web at TriCast, that's T-R-Y-C-A dot S-T, and set up your own podcast there. You can also find them on Twitter, at Cast App. That's at C-A-S-T-A-P-P. Tonight, we have a very special guest. It's the first guest. And it's my good friend, Jeremy Redman, founder of Air5. He's going to tell us a little bit about uh, Air5, for those of you who haven't heard of the app, um, and his journey um, from going from you know, working at uh, an accounting firm to launching his own company uh, as a non-technical founder. It's a pretty cool story. Um, I happen to, to know that uh, he has gone through quite the ups and downs, and um, I think you're, you're going to get a lot out of this. He's got a lot of good insight, and um, I'm really excited to, to hear your feedback on this, um, and uh, hopefully you uh, get something, get some valuable nuggets out of this. Uh, I, know, I know that I always do when I talk with Jeremy, so without further ado, we have episode one of Heartland Startups. All right, so now we've got Jeremy with us. Uh, Jeremy Redman of Air5, everybody. Thank you. My name is Jeremy Redman, entrepreneur, dreamer, and lover. And he is certainly all of those things. <laughs> so um, let's get right into it. We'll, we'll start pretty simple. There's probably a lot of people listening to this who have not heard of Air5 yet. So what is Air5? Air5 is the is getting people off of the digital and putting them in the physical. So and essentially what that is is us using technology as a gateway for them to meet people around them over drinks. Okay, so it's uh it's like a a platform that uh, facilitates face-to-face interaction. Correct. Yes. Got it. Um, yeah, I think I think that that'll probably be. Uh, I would think that it would be a big hit. You know, I mean, there's all these studies that that show that increased social media use has us feeling less really connected with people than ever before. Sure. Right. Like, I guess my my whole stance is that. Um, humans make decisions, right? Like when you're around people in person, you can read more of the room, you can read their face, body language. There's more context to the conversation. So that's like kind of what we're making is the easily digestible solution for that. Very cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, this could, that could really cut through a lot of the noise with social media because there's just, there's so much just staring at a screen now and and to get us back to that human to human interaction instead of human to screen. Absolutely. uh, Right. Like, yes. Um, sorry to interrupt you, but I mean, yeah, I'm so excited about it. It is, it is truly something like I'm very passionate about. And, um, just recently I launched a, uh, 30 day thesis where I meet, 30 new people in person every day 
And 30 people a day? Sorry, sorry. 30 people in 30 days. Gotcha. That makes so, a whole lot more sense. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, so 30 people per day for 30 days That's, would be kind of difficult, right? Yeah, you're not sleeping much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or you're just standing at Starbucks shaking everybody's hand. <laughs> yeah. uh, Asking, that's kind of how that's, that's kind of how customer development goes, though, trying to, trying to get people to try your app, running, oh, running right. into people <laughs> in bars, giving them $5 bills, waving right. $5 bills at them, trying to get them to use your app and pay for the app. But yeah, so anybody in Los Angeles listening to this, Jeremy will give you $5 if you can find him just to download the app. Uh, if, if anyone comes to our office in West Hollywood, walks into my walks into my office, I will hand a $5 bill to. Wow. And we can we can get some coffee bean underneath us. That's that's a pretty cool offer. I doubt that there are a whole lot of people in tech that treat this like you do. I mean, I mean just because you and I know each other, uh, I know that you uh, are basically take, taking a kind of a cold call approach to sure. getting people on the app. Sure. And uh, I have literally never heard of any other app uh, that has been developed that that's done that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I mean... For I users, knew, I mean, for businesses, yes, like Yelp, sure. you know, but, right. but not just to get a user. Right, right, so like, I want to distinguish here between just getting a user and getting a paid user. So sure. like, um, I, I don't think I would be willing, although it's interesting to like, get people's feedback still on using the free version, um, but I don't believe I would go so far out of my way if that user wasn't a paid user, because... Right. I guess in my mind, two hundred. I'd rather have two hundred paid users versus two thousand regular users, right? That like aren't paying me any money. Sure. I mean, so, it's, a, it's a whole lot easier to say that you have an right. app, you know, that's got twenty thousand downloads, right? That when it's free and you know anybody can just right. download it and never have to even do anything with it. Correct. Right? Exactly. As so like to that commitment. Right, and it, I mean, and it's so it's so interesting to see it play out. Where we just soft launched this drink subscription feature a little over a month ago, yeah. and we have where like a phase one, and um, we're trying to get to just like two, three hundred people uh, on that platform. And I knew it would be on the paid platform, and I knew right. it would be difficult, right? Because there's no real trust with the Air Five brand, so. Sure. Um, like that's been like hurdle number one is me overcoming that trust hurdle and getting people to trust the Air Five brand because they trust Jeremy Redman. So right. it's kind of and then using that those two three hundred people um, as a subset or a population to work with and then like refer uh, and then hopefully get two three hundred people into like a thousand people and then go from there. Sure. So um, now, now we've touched on it a little bit, uh, but haven't explained what it is. The drink subscription. Sure. So tell, tell us how that works. So, uh, yes, uh, people will pay 10 bucks a month, um, and we allow them to upload their drink-related receipts uh, four times a month. So uh, they go... For what? F what? For, for any drinks. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what do they get? 
Like, why why are they paying ten bucks to upload receipts? Uh, for th this also grants them access to sponsored drinks, which we'll be rolling out here soon, and okay. drink discounts to alumni related uh, establishments like in their area. Okay, like uh, so, like college alumni um, have right. like a like a networking event, then they'll they'll get a discount for their events and stuff. Correct. Yes. So like. Uh, I sit on the Michigan State Alumni Board in here in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. uh, and we have a couple of vendors that are Spartan-owned that want to mm -hmm. broadcast their discounts. So uh, we're working with them to put them on the platform. And if you have, if you're a Michigan State alum, you'll see that in your uh, drink screen in your drinks feed. Gotcha. So like that, that is incorporated into the ten dollar price uh, where we make that. Um, uh, where we make that known and yeah. more easily digestible. Uh, yeah. And then we, we give them $4 per receipt and like that's why they upload them. Okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah. so, so, they, so they pay $10 up front. Yes. But they, they, then they upload four receipts in a month and they'll get the, where they went and got a drink. Um, of any kind, right? So, like, I could go get coffee, tea, um, uh, kombucha, uh, or or a beer or whatever, right? Absolutely. So, like, smoothie. If you get a daily oh, yeah. smoothie, sure. Uh, tea, chai, uh, beer, wine. Yeah. Okay. So, like, so like somebody on a on like a New Year's resolution, you know, they're they're going to the gym more often. Then this could be <laughs> yeah. used to get them a smoothie every week. Yes, absolutely. Right? You go, you work out, and you, you eat that pepperoni pizza, you know. And the, <laughs> wash it down with tears yeah. and a protein smoothie. Yeah, yeah. washing that, wash, gulp it down with smoothie, and hey, you, you got the receipt there, right? Yep. So you've already so got that gonna, receipt. Yep, Boom, so you just money. upload that baby into Air 5, and you get four bucks. That's awesome. So, so people can make uh, like four bucks a month um, on this. That, or six bucks. My math was off there. Six bucks a month because I get sixteen bucks when they pay Correct. ten. I get sixteen back. So that I mean, uh, generally most businesses are are you know set up to make money. It seems like this one's going to lose a lot of money. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> I will. I, mean? I will say that this that business that one stream is is set up to lose money. So like. Okay. Um, the whole business is, I guess, broader stroke than that. Um, sure. But this one stream is set up as a loss leader right. uh, to gain users in a faster pace, right? Like a, at a faster clip. Of course. Um, our next piece that we want to roll out is with sponsored drinks. Um, wow. So, like, I'm definitely, I love that you brought that up uh, because what we want to do is like work with organizations and large brands to bring mm -hmm. their sponsored drinks to the people that are on our drink subscription. And that's kind of where we make more high margin. Gotcha. Okay, so so like that, that'll be basically like advertising revenue as well, um, right? Yeah, because right, in, like, a, in a creative way. Yeah, because they're gonna, I mean, so like they're gonna, I guess, so the businesses would be, instead of spending a ton of money on an ad, they'll just offer a discount to get a ton of people in the door. Right, that, that's more how it works. Right, yeah. So it's like kind of like a redistribution of their their customer acquisition dollars. 
So gotcha. instead of paying for programmatic print or wherever, like a banner ad, sure. they know that there are some educated drinkers with some discretionary income on our platform. And yeah. now they want to, I mean, if you wanted to advertise a coffee house or a drinking establishment or a bar or wherever it was, we hope that their people's eyes and ears are on Air 5 and that's where those those drinking establishments want to want to reach them. Sure. Yeah, and um, I mean, you know, I've, I've heard, I believe it was Gary Vee who talked about, um, you know, using new platforms to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, because if it, getting on Facebook now, you know, with ads, it takes, it's a much higher hurdle to get over to reach an audience. Because sure. Because everybody's on Facebook. Absolutely. There's, um, a, there's a lot of noise. Yeah. So like, and, and what Air 5 is, is like a, it's a, it's a tunnel visioned, uh, a laser focused product, right? Okay. Where it's geared to, like if you want to reach the coffee drinkers and the wine drinkers and the beer drinkers, mm -hmm. that's going to be on Air 5, right? Right. And it's, it's very, it's very focused that way. And that's how we're kind of rolling out the product here uh, soon. That's awesome. That's really cool. I love it. I love it. So how did, um, you know, now we got a little bit of idea of what it is. How did you get the idea for Air 5 and how has, uh, how, has, how has the business evolved over time? Oh my gosh, man. This is a great question. Uh, so <laughs> initially when I first moved to Los Angeles, um, I didn't know a soul. I had mm. no bearings, right? I, yeah. it, it was so... It was so weird because I wanted to like sit home and cry some nights because I didn't know a soul when I first yeah, moved out here. Um, stuff. Right. And it was just by sheer luck that a buddy of mine from high school, his aunt um, was the president of the Alumni Association out here and he connected me with her. And ever since then, you know, two months after that, I was sitting on the board and I made all these connections at Michigan State, the Michigan State Alumni Group and they connected me with uh, some some side gigs and like just meeting all these other people and all these relationships, personal and professional, have have branched off of that. And I go like, there's something here, right? Where people like there's no real solution to connect alumni and college students um, in in such a such a easy fashion. Um, right. I I tried a lot of like LinkedIn. And at one point I was paying like $80 a month or something like that for limited search results, like two and a half weeks in, right? Like wow. just searching for Michigan State tech, blah, 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 or uh, Michigan State entertain, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and again, on those products, there's a lot of noise, right? Like the people on the Michigan State entertainment guy is going to get uh, not just like Michigan State stuff, but they're going to get entertainment people emailing sure. them or emailing them. They're going to get um, recruiters emailing them, and they're not going to respond, right? I'm just a, I'm just a right. one out of the whole 100 emails that they've received. Yeah. So it's not really a networking platform. It's more of a like uh, career advancement. Absolutely. It's very 
specific to right. like, look at my resume and can I get a job with you, basically. Right. It's a historical resume, right? It's a historical yeah. snapshot of like where you've been, right? Like yeah. Air 5 is kind of where you're going, right? It's, it's, okay. a, it's a discovery tool um, yeah. and, and like meeting people around you. So like through, through that experience, through like my own experience, we kind of built this, this platform and it's interesting to know that like the first, um, the first actual version was just kind of started off as like a digital business card, right? Like, and we launched that last year, I want to say. Okay. And then as the problem started to be more perverse with the alumni association, um, I started to incorporate a lot of those things into it and we went from there and then started building and getting feedback and that whole feedback loop where I would use, um, groups that I spoke, groups that I would speak to, like I would use them as a focus group, like at the end and like throughout the lecture that I would have, sure. um, like just gaining as much feedback as possible. Um, because I eat, sleep, and breathe this, and it's my life. Yeah, uh, and the time that I have spent with you, I have noticed that that is uh, most definitely the case. Um, <laughs> you you really do, uh, you know, eat, sleep, and breathe Air 5. It, <laughs> it has the exact same pulse as you, for sure. Oh, thanks, man. Um, and which, you know, is... Uh, inspiring and and kind of frightening. Uh, it's a burden. Time. Yeah, it's right. a burden. Like it's a burden that I have to bear. Uh, it sucks sometimes, man. When you yeah. you you give your you give everything like you give something your all, right? And it's not like right. like I'm not like drawing a salary right now. Like we right. are burning some money, so it's not like I can just go. Oh yeah, I'm gonna pay myself X amount or. Um, sure. So it's like living off a little nest egg and um, yeah. that I had before, and it's like you're you're working 16, 18 hour days, and when a problem arises, it's like no one else is going to fix it, right? Like right. no one else at two o'clock in the morning is going to fix this develop develop issue, right? Or yeah, no one's gonna write these emails back to the people on the East Coast that have bought your product. And now you've got to work on retaining this customer and then acquiring new customers. And then how are we prototyping this new feature? And it's, right. it's kind of a, like you couldn't do what like I do if you didn't love it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you really couldn't, I don't know. It's like, a, it's a really interesting play. Cause I've never had an experience like this in my life as like a first time right. founder. Yeah. Um, and you know a little bit of this. It's like, I just, at the same, you kind of feel like there's this sense of hope and sure. a, a sense of hopelessness all in the same feeling. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's, uh, like, it's amazing. I was, I was listening to um, the audio book uh, by Ben Horowitz, The uh, Hard Thing About Hard Things. And okay. he talks about exactly that. Um, a lot. Uh, his experiences, um, it just, it, it was quite insightful. And, and the more I listened to it, the more I understood what you had told me um, about your experiences oh. uh, so far, uh, you know, with Air 5. Oh, nice. Um, 
And, and so it, it was very interesting. And, and I had, you know, on my list, further, a little further down, but, uh, a question, what keeps you awake at night? And, you know, you're talking about working 16, <laughs> 18 hour days and, yeah. and answering emails at 2 a.m. Um, and phone calls. Um, so obviously a little bit of that. Right. Um, but so I, I guess we'll, we'll turn it into a two-parter too because, sure. um, because you know, I I have talked with you a lot about this, uh, yeah. um, about health as well. So yeah. so what keeps you awake at night, and sure. and how do you maintain a sense of health? I, I certainly don't want to use the word <laughs> yeah. balance because yeah yeah right. Um, uh, you know, there's no such you, thing. There's no such thing as a balance. And like right right, right like right life. now, and I know you've given me guff like over time, just like yeah. the last seven eight months with like like keeping healthy. Right. Like right. making sure you're getting enough water, you're getting enough sleep and encouraging right. or nay, like discouraging my bad habits. Right. Like, right. Cause I have one mode with this company and it's mm-hmm. just hustle, right. It's just complete totally. hustle mode. Um, totally. and I guess I would answer the question by saying, uh, what keeps me up at night is kind of my, uh, cell phone light. <laughs> right. Like, 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 in the very literal sense that yeah, yeah that's what yeah. keeps you away right yeah. like like it's a it's a moving mind like it's a it's a motory mind right like yeah. I, I sit in bed and i swear to you i will be cuddled next to my fiance going like dr- drifting off and i'll this idea will just come like oh my god like that would have been amazing to record oh, i've got to write this down or I've got to email the de- like the developer or like I've got to I've got to talk with the designer I've got to slack the designer like right now you know yeah. at least I've got to write this note down I've got to write it down so I will constantly constantly reach over for my phone grab my phone and I will immediately hear Holly my fiance go 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 out in the living room like just get <laughs> yeah. go out to the living room because I can't I can't. Yeah. Like I'm fine. I'm fine with you doing it. She'll say, but like, just go out. Yeah. I can't sleep, and I will immediately respond by put on the eye mask. <laughs> put, put the eye mask. On. That's, okay, like that's here, the here the, the loving fiance entrepreneur <laughs> yeah. response, yeah. right? Right. You put on put on your nose canceling your noise canceling headphones yeah. for one. While I'm yeah. t- having this conversation at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And it's like that's the that's the one thing is that. I've always thought is the entrepreneur's dilemma is can you shut it off, right? right? Like, can you go to sleep and shut it the fuck off, right? Like, yeah. can I say to myself, shut it, like, go to sleep, like, go to sleep, yeah. like, don't, don't pick up your phone. And right. sure enough, if I see the Stripe no push notification saying new customer, I yeah. freak out and do a dance, right? Like, yeah. There's no, like, I, I, I want to shut my phone off, but, right. like, if I get a Slack message, I want to, like, answer it as fast as possible. I don't care what the time is. Yeah. You know? So, it's kind of, it's not like I work every hour of every day and then I interrupt my sleep for work. It's, I'll go an hour with, uh, midday, I'll take a nap, right? Yeah. Like, right. and I mean, but it's just, I work when the problems arise, yeah, you know, like, and then you just sleep. You catch up on the sleep when you can't. Absolutely right. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think you know the and 
because of our friendship. <laughs> I feel like, honestly, I've spent most of the last, you know, eight months just making sure you didn't die. Um, <laughs> yeah, that could be true. That could uh, be correct. I mean, you know, I want that on a plaque in Air 5. Like, <laughs> Johnny Whitfield kept yeah. Jeremy Redman alive. I told you, dude, it's this. open for chief health officer. Yeah, I mean, you know that <laughs> I certainly earned it. I've, I've earned the spot. The um, minute I can afford you, right? Like, <laughs> right. the minute I can afford your wage is the minute you are Air Fire's chief health officer. Done. Uh, do I get to keep the podcast? That, that's the right <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just like, and, and so, you know, you, you stopped drinking coffee. Uh, yeah, I that's, did. That's had to no, have no, no, a no, 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 no. I didn't. I did not stop drinking coffee. Caffeine. I stopped drinking caffeine. Yeah, all so of like it. Because it's, those it's five-hour energies were going to kill you. Absolutely. And your heart pop. Yeah, it was it was weird. I was ingesting way too much caffeine mm-hmm. to where I like I needed it to not doze off at all. Right? Like yeah. I could sleep an hour and a half into a five hour energy. <laughs> like, like, I could go yeah. to sleep I could take a nap like yeah. two hours in. You know what yeah. I mean? Like two hours in to an extra strength five hour energy, I'm done. <laughs> right, right? Oh like my God. Yeah. I'm I'm crashing already. And yeah. I'm thinking, this is no way to live. Um, right. And it was n- good health news to you and good sure. financial news to Holly because right. she thought I was not drinking like coffee anymore. Yeah. But then I went to Starbucks and found out that they make decaf like caramel <laughs> macchiatos. Yeah. <laughs> so like, Jackpot. it's kind of <laughs> yeah right. It's kind of just like shifted to just yeah. like my decaf choices. So right. Well, and yeah, I, I mean, I, it's that taste. Having, it's that taste, yeah. baby. Yeah, having a uh, a drink subscription and and you know where you're you're planning on meeting people over coffee and then just kind of right. swearing it off would have been a little weird too. Yeah, it's um, a, it's right. Yeah, it, it's inevitable. Like, I don't know. I don't know how else to make better relationships yeah. than like over a cup of Joe. Oh, absolutely. Or a beer, right? Sure. Like, sure. You know. So, but yeah, just that that kind of um, get together is, is exactly what, you know really fosters those relationships. And Absolutely, that's, and that's the I point agree. of Air Five. It, it you know seems like Bu- building relationships in person, yeah. right? It's it's that I will bet anything that yeah. you will not build a proper relationship with someone over the web, right? Like. Sure. It's not going to be. A, it can't. It's going. It can't happen. Right. Exactly. That's all I can say. It's. 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 You know, humans are wired not to. You know, build a, build a relationship over text on a screen like right. little digits. It's like that, face to face. The body language stuff you talked about. You know, that that that's what. <laughs> it's what is it like ninety three percent of our conversation or something is non, nonverbal. The yeah nonverbal. So it's like. Yeah, I, I, I complete to steal a word, a quote from Michael Scott. I will stake my entire reputation on it. Yeah. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. Back to um, sort of, sort of these questions. I want to, you know, get get some extract some good insight uh, sure. for people. You know, um, into 
the process of, of being an entrepreneur um, and, um, and, and launching a product. Um, so how, how did you get from, we talked about the idea and, you know, and, and that it's evolved over time and, mm-hmm. um, and it's still, you know, evolving and adapting and everything, uh, which is so cool to see. Um, how did you get from that, uh, you know, original idea to a, a product that anybody in the world can see with a smartphone? Like they can, they can, they can see the work of just what was a vision that you had. Oh my gosh. Um, that's, it's, yeah, that's an amazing question. Um, so how, how I did would you say, get there? Cause I mean, like you and I have, have yeah. talked about, um, you know, a lot of people who, and, uh, <laughs> let's, let's be real. We've laughed, uh, about <laughs> the fact that a lot of people have spent, you know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands on something that never even became a, a, a product that anybody could have and see. Sure, right. So, you know, this I, I want this to be helpful for a founder or two out there. There's got to be at least a couple who will hear this and be like, oh, my God, I, I can do this. I'm right. going to not spend 150 grand on nothing. I'm going to get something for my money and spend uh, a lot less. Yeah, so I will say it comes down to two things. And so like a two-pillar approach. Um, that's a great question. Um, one would be founder resilience. I mean, I, I was going to build this product no matter what. Um, mm-hmm. And I know there was a lot of people that, you know, could come on board Air 5 and uh, wanted to help out in any way they could. But as soon as things got tough, you know, they kind of fell out, right? And right. They, it was the excuses or like, you know, life, life happens, right? Sure. Um, but I was the only one that was pegged so deep into the mission of connecting people in person and that I had to stick with it. So, um, you know, if a developer left, I kind of taught myself like Swift, right? Like some iOS stuff. Um, and it took a lot longer, right, to develop the product, but it was, it, it was going to get done, right? It, it just mm-hmm. became to the point where I wouldn't necessarily, not that I wouldn't trust people, but it's like I was kind of like done with, if, like done relying on yeah. other people to get it done for me. I was just going for, through sheer will and resolve, I was just going to do it myself, right? Like what I mm-hmm. could myself, um, and also, uh, like, like UX, right? Like I took like a UX boot camp to learn what user experience was and mm-hmm. all these other things. So for me, it was how can I build on my skill set to accomplish my goal, right? Because I'm the only one that I know is going to be here 12 months from now doing this, <laughs> right? Like, right. Or, or I guess I can fill a bench. I, I can fill a bench full of people that can sub in on tasks, right? Mm-hmm. Like. And I, and I guess being one of my philosophies, filling that bench would be you have a designer and a backend engineer and an iOS guy and a, and a marketing guy and people that you can bounce ideas off of from time to time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and trading them off when they get tired, right? right? So, yeah. so like you take the designer and you're like, hey, can you help me out for a little bit? Knowing full well that like, hey, if they stay on, that's great. But... If they don't and they get tired after two months when stuff gets hard, it's like, okay, thanks for that help. Um, 
now I'm going to either pick it up, pick up the slack myself or find another designer or whatever it is. Yeah. So it's like, it's just your way to like, how determined are you to accomplish the goal, right? Yeah. The, like the end goal. Um, and the second prong or the second pillar, I guess I would say is like customer feedback or user feedback. Um, yeah. a lot of people don't understand when they come from like large companies or, um, like well-organized organizations that mm -hmm. it's like you kind of like when I built prototypes and I spoke, I remember speaking to my first group like a long time ago now, um, like, what do you guys think of these like clickable prototypes that I had built? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, what do you guys think of this? Gaining feedback from that and then getting to a really good clickable prototype before I went to a developer. Yeah. Um, so I guess those would be the two, two things, right? Like stay resilient and yeah. you're not going to stay resilient if you're not passionate about what you're doing. Sure. Um, and then always get people's feedback, right? Like, yeah. and it doesn't necessarily need to be in your demo, right? It could be completely strange people in a weird class you're teaching at. And it's like, because every, everyone has a valuable opinion, you know, like even strange people. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Even the strange class people, right? Like yeah. they have, and who, ignorance is bliss, bliss sometimes. Yeah. Right. So you never know. I've gotten some of my greatest ideas from people like outside of the demo, you know, yeah. that like air five is. So, um, like I, I and like kind of turning opponents into like proponents is kind of really interesting. So yeah. I'd say those two, yeah. I guess. Pretty sure you just made up a word, but, um, proponents. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that a is that a made no, up word? No. no, a proponent. I think you just, you know. I just what? said proponent. Proponent. Opo yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, opponent into proponent. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's got that um, marketing zing, you know. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, that's cool. So uh, resilience, perseverance, and basically testing and feedback uh, is what got you from, from just a, a thought, you know, in your head of, of what would be cool to a physical product and what what was that feeling like when you saw for the first time air 5 in the ios store oh my god uh no uh, it was what i'm feeling right now like i'm yeah. reliving the feeling reliving yeah. the feeling truly getting in the shoes of how that feeling was thinking oh my god like we did this weirdly like yeah. I remember just the process because we've never done it before of getting mm -hmm. in the app store took like a month and a half. Right. Right. Like just to get in, we, we submitted it and it like took a, like six weeks of like revisions and all these things. And when I finally got the push notification from the iTunes connect store, that was like, uh, your app is ready for sale. I jumped out of my seat and started slapping people. I believe, <laughs> I believe that's what I did. Like, yeah, I, I can't just, remember it. Uh, just started like beating on other people's chests. Like, yeah. I, I think I went King Kong on everyone. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. Surprised. I'm a person you, you who kind just of like blacked out. Like, <laughs> yeah. obviously, it's just like the elation right. just got the best of you and you just can't remember it all. Right. And it's like, it's, it's really good. Like, especially when you're going through such, such turmoil and um, friction to like, yeah really celebrate those little small wins, right? Totally. It's, it's so important. And it, I didn't really have any context to it until like I talked to other entrepreneurs and they were like, you realize like, 
not a, like the amount of people that don't get to where you're at, like a submitted, accepted app, app in the app store. Yeah. Right. And I'm thinking like, but this seems like small potatoes or small yeah. potatoes, like, <laughs> right. you know, potato, Either. potato. Right. Yeah. So to me, it was, oh, it's just in the app store. Like we need to, we need to get traction and all these other things. I'm thinking like half a dozen steps ahead, but it's like, I guess you need to reflect on like the people that you've just lapped in a way, right? Like sure. saying, you know, you know, pouring out a drink for the homies who haven't gotten this far. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, like, yeah, that I think is is a cool perspective. Definitely. I mean, there's graveyards full of of startups that never never got to the point you're at now. Wanna right. be wanna right. be wantapreneurs. Is that entrepreneurs? Yeah, that the yeah. Um, so yeah, and and but even beyond them, because um, I kind of see that as like the people who just sit around and daydream um, versus the people <laughs> yeah. who, who take some action. Yeah. But right. um, you know, it, it's very easy to get disheartened and who just don't make it through that heart of darkness, if you will. Yeah. Um, right. And just never come out the other end. Um, Absolutely. To, to even where you are. Um, and obviously there's going to be more trials, um, which kind of leads us to the, to the next two questions. Um, so obviously you face a lot of challenges. You've, t- you've talked about some already um, with, with people coming and going and, um, you know, and leaving, abandoning you uh, at the first sign of trouble. Sure. Um, you know, and we, <laughs> we even talked about, uh, a guy who, you know, uh, wanted like half of your company or something and, and hadn't done anything. And then as soon as you <laughs> asked him to do something, he left. Oh, sure. Um, but There's a bunch all, of those. <laughs> sure. So, and, and anybody who's, who's listening to the podcast, don't give away exorbitant amounts of equity to anybody. <laughs> like, like, stop celebrating giving chunks of, of your company away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Jeez it. Like, if, if you're a peer, peer, peer entrepreneur, right? Like it's, yeah. you're an entrepreneur. Like by definition, you want profit, right? Like yeah. I want yeah. to profit off of a venture, right? Like I want to exploit sure. an opportunity and make money for myself and my stakeholders, right? Like yeah. you can't do that when you're celebrating giving, like giving a chunk of your company. Like it's kind yeah. of a backwards thing, but yeah, you're right. Um, but I mean, you know, that we'll, we'll save the equity talk for another, another podcast. What is one or two of the biggest obstacles you faced and how did you overcome? Whoa. Um, yeah, man, what's the biggest obstacles? Yeah. Oh, to separate the obstacles, you know, I, I, I want to say that like the biggest obstacle that I had, mm-hmm. um, I guess was, and this is kind of cheating, but it was before being, taking the leap as an entrepreneur. Okay. I think, um, le- right before, maybe like just a couple months before, like Holly and I had had a conversation mm-hmm. about like me losing a spark or whatever it was and like I just kind of felt like like fuck where am I like 
what am I doing? Where am I going? Sure. I've, I've been like an entrepreneur to the core since I was selling tickets to a club I didn't exist when I was like seven years old. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like just my club, like clean out your bank, clean out your piggy bank. Yeah. Bring me, bring me a piggy bank, kid. Like it was less harsh though. Um, right. <laughs> and, it's and then kinda, you got slapped. I, like I kind of, I kind of lost that. And I kind of like followed yeah. just my, like the, what was the largest offer out of college? You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. um, I kind of found that, you know, a couple of years after I graduated, I went into the, the accounting field, which is like mm -hmm. kind of the most risk averse path you can ever take in life. Sure. Yeah. And um, I kind of just reached a breaking point. Like, dude, I am, I am, I am an entrepreneur to the core, which means I, I have a high tolerance for risk, right? So like yeah. not taking risks was killing me. So, right? so, so like it was, it was really the lowest point in my life. Like not doing this, not chasing those risks is what was killing me. Yeah. Um, so I kind of like, like my biggest challenge was kind of taking on that venture, right? Like coming up with the idea and actually doing what I wanted to do. Um, that was kind of challenge uno, right? Number one. Yeah, sure. Um, Number two was kind of uh, like while I've been building it, since that first one was kind of a cheat, which is getting people like investors and advisors to trust me as an entrepreneur, right? Like yeah. as a first time entrepreneur, I have a lot of conversations with people who like if it's, if it's getting teammates to join and sometimes I'm charismatic and they, they want to, oh yeah, Jeremy, ooh, like <laughs> I would love to work with you. Yeah. Right. Like it's great. Right. Like I can sell a vision. Sure. Right. Um, yeah. And it, it's getting so it's it's selling teammates on ideas and things that like to join my team for nothing, you know, right. or uh, it's getting advisors and investors to take a chance on me because I'm a first time founder. I'm still enveloped in that challenge. Right. Like right now. Yeah. Um, but we have a lot of things, a lot of good things coming down the pipeline, and hopefully we can overcome that. That is awesome to hear. Um, and that leads us also right into the next one. Where do you see Air 5 a month from now? How Whoa, about six a months? Mo a month from now. Yeah. So it's a two-parter. Um, two-parter. Uh, two now and six months from now. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I see, like, I have, a ve I have very distinct phases for Air 5. Um, okay. So getting to the first few hundred uh, paid, paid subscribers is phase one. Sure. Um, we are almost done with phase one. Yay. Enter, enter uh, sound applause. Yeah, um, I'll pipe some in. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and um, so after phase one comes phase two. Uh, we have a couple organizations, like happy hour organizations, okay. that want to partner up. Um, here in Los Angeles uh, and so for like more market adoptions working with groups like broad stroke awareness um, yeah. about the groups and kind of like hand feeding hand I guess you could say like we're okay. helping them with their awareness and they're helping us with market adoption uh, yeah so that'll be interesting to see that's kind of like what I'm calling phase two is seeing it on the group side and not worrying about like getting 
one or two users a day over the over two months and getting to two or three hundred users like paid users yeah. it's more getting past that and how can we get to from 300 to a thousand and i think groups is one way to do that um groups sure. and organizations so that's kind of what we're doing in phase two so that's where i see it in the next month or so um okay uh six months from now i envision us uh raising some capital we'll probably need a cash infusion here in the next six months or so yeah um pretty good until then um okay. and if i can get it to where our margins are high enough with enough groups inside it like groups using air five and yeah like uh organizations sponsoring drinks yada 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 um we can go on indefinitely right and awesome. then like grow yeah. like be self-funded self-fund our growth so which would be nice yeah right yeah, yeah. that'd be great um but yeah uh in the next six months we'll we'll be coming out with a feature that um people can buy their friends drinks awesome right that's really so cool. yeah that, that will be that will be interesting to see that'll actually be in the next couple of months but hopefully in the next six months that'll take off so yeah definitely i i definitely see it penetrating penetrating a lot of markets here in the next six months well that is awesome and i'll pipe in some some extra clapping for that too um <laughs> i mean it's it's going to basically just turn into um like you know one of those cbs shows where they just have all that fake laughter and, <laughs> yeah, and everything that's and big bang in. theory right yeah the big bang theory yeah. let's just pump in all this fake stuff <laughs> but uh, god that show um so that that's awesome and, and obviously i mean any entrepreneur is going to have have a vision uh, of where they want it to go um now let's, let's take it a little bit um a little bit broader how how does air five maybe where does air five fit into the future of tech social media and our everyday lives man whoa deep got some deep questions um yeah, i do so I like do some prep work <laughs> so it's it's kind of it's twofold um okay one is changing the way people drink right like through their one ears. is through yeah through their <laughs> nose straws awesome like, we will be coming out with a line of nose straws people <laughs> I mean, can everybody. now drink through disney flavored or disney flavored can drink shaped. through disney shaped nose straws that people <laughs> awesome. uh, will have an assort nose and uh, ear straws like, well, hey, hey uh, you know, a partnership with Disney, I would think, would be pretty, uh, pretty gangbusters for Air yeah. Five. <laughs> that'll work. That'll even, work. Even so, if like, it comes at the expense of, you know, completely horrible straws for your nose. Uh, well, who know? Who knows? Who knows until hey, the market speaks, right? Yeah, it's it's so for like, all those strange people that you've been talking to to get on absolutely. Air Five. <laughs> it's all the strange classes I speak with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. It, so, outs well, you probably mean outside of the nose straws, right? Right. Like what Out, is yeah. Okay. So, changing the yeah. way people, you said changing the way people drink, but I, I assume that you mean just like changing, um, you know, habits. Like, correct. Correct. Yeah. Like um, getting people with drinks. Right. Like those going events. from using technology as a gateway to meet people for drinks, right? That's one. Sure. Changing the way people pay for drinks, right? Sure. So, like digitizing the, the cash that people pay for drinks, right? That'll yeah, like, take a lot like of... Like Square Pay. Like Square Cash, right, yeah. right. Like 
at like integrating more Apple Pay esque features, yeah. um, like Google Pay, these kinds of things. Right. When those are more adopted by larger markets, right? Like when more yeah. people outside of thirty or forty percent of smartphone users are using these things, right? Like right. we can kind of like ride that wave. Um, sure. Uh, so paying people for drinks, no straws, um, yeah. and then also like uh, like contact management, right? Where Okay. People people are getting drinks as it is. They're meeting someone at the bar, and mm -hmm. they want to exchange their contact information. Air Five is also a way to do that. Oh, okay. right. So it's it's harboring contacts. It's then using that positive feedback loop and getting those contacts to go get drinks. Right. Sure. So yeah, yeah. it's feeding on itself. Yeah. So, so it, that I is. Mean... It's like, you know, whether you're con meeting somebody, I guess, uh, to use a, you know, kind of ridiculous example, but Tinder. So, like, you could meet people through Tinder to go get a drink, or you could meet people in the bar that you could have met on Tinder, although then you wouldn't have exchanged, you wouldn't exchange information on Tinder if you just met somebody at a bar. That doesn't make any sense. So, Air 5 is like a business card exchange but not a business card absolutely kind card. of right so <laughs> it right yeah so like absolutely kind of it's sure it is when you're in that situation right mm -hmm. and you filled out your me card right your card where it's you got your social links your phone number that you want to play around with your email whatever it is yeah. um that you'd want to share with someone right okay. like your elevator pitch we call it yeah. Um, you know, a little three, four cents thing about you. It's, yeah. it's where if you're in that situation, like it, it could be used as a discovery tool and it can also yeah. be used as just a, like cutting the digital friction of sharing that information, that same information with the person you started a conversation with at the bar while getting the drink with Air 5. Gotcha. Right. So it, the drink subscription can be used interdependently, I guess. Right. Yeah. Like, it can be used independent, completely independent, but also used together with the right. the card exchange or meeting up with people. It's just gotcha. you know chicken or the egg, and Air Five and is the basket that the chicken is in with the egg. I don't really understand that analogy, but we're the chicken egg basket. <laughs> I think you should make that the Air Five slogan. I think everybody will be on board. <laughs> yeah, we're the chicken egg basket. So like. Haven't you ever seen a chicken lay eggs in a basket? Yeah. Were the, to answer the question, was you it are. chicken or the egg? I say, nay, you're asking the wrong question. Are it you the, the basket? basket? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I say, yes, awesome. we, are the, we are the chicken egg basket. Chicken egg basket. We um, engulf it all. Yeah. So, okay, so the, the drinks used independently can mm -hmm. overcome the network effect. Absolutely. Right. Um, so it like was Google... originally built to do that. Right? Like one, it, it was one thing where everyone who I've ever met was on the, it, we either asked for a coffee or a beer right after work. It's yep. like what people can get, you know, like, right. hey, let's go for a coffee because they're quick, right? One's yeah, like sure. convenient. I'm getting a beer anyway after work or well, it's a quick 15 minute coffee, right? Yeah. So it seemed like the next way to go and yeah. using it to think, oh, how do we how do we get these people on it? Because 
like in other words, overcoming the network effect, it's not worth it for me if other people in my like college or alumni group aren't on it either. Exactly. Right. So like, or, or aren't on it. So, um, we needed to build value for the first person on that network and the drink subscription was kind of a way to do that. If so, awesome. facto. Yeah. And so then, then it works, you know, people will be like getting their drinks, getting reimbursed for their drinks, making a little money on air five. And then they're like, why, what else can I do with this app? And then they just make new friends and new connections and right. Fall in love or whatever. This, I, my, my grand hope, John, is that in discovering other people through air five, they discover themselves. Whoa. Do you have that on a plaque in the office? Because it needs to be. Well, I prefer the, we're the chicken egg basket. <laughs> well, that just needs to be a photo. So, <laughs> like, no words, just so, the chicken egg basket. We're the chicken, it's just the photo of the chicken egg basket, and they go, what it's is that? And the we, Air 5 and, logo in a basket. Right, is the, yeah, right. Is the, well, just that, and when people go, what is that? I'm going to say, well, that's Air 5. We are the chicken egg basket. <laughs> we're the chicken egg basket. <laughs> Have you found yourself yet? <laughs> <laughs> wandering the farm? That's, yeah. that's going to be the new lingo at the Air 5 office. What are you wandering? Oh, I'm just at the farm today. Yeah. Wandering the farm. Yeah. Any, anytime anybody's caught like not working, they're going to be like, I'm just finding myself on the farm. <laughs> wandering around the office. Just wandering um, the farm. Awesome. I can't wait for all of the future Air 5 employees to listen to this podcast and use that exact excuse. Um, Dude, this is going to be broadcast everywhere on a loudspeaker. Zero work. Yes. <laughs> Good. On loop. <laughs> Just over and over again. We will indoctrinate our employees. <laughs> you should have that we, on the job application. We are the, we are the chicken egg basket. <laughs> we are the chicken and the egg basket. Yep. People are going to be totally into that. People will <laughs> love it. Yep. So basically, Air 5 is going to be so far ingrained into everyday life that they it's kind of going to be like a cult and everybody's in it. My hope is that it becomes like witchcraft. If they aren't drawn to it, and spellbound by the magic that is Air 5 and the chicken egg basket. Right. What are we even doing here? You know? Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I, who knows? <laughs> on, that, on that point, who knows? Um, who knows? I've got, I've got two, two last questions for you. The, the, the actual last one is a two-parter. Um, sure. But I think, you know, this one... We, we've talked about a few things that I think will help, um, you know, founders, um, you know, people who are trying to go on that entrepreneur uh, journey. Um, mm -hmm. What piece of advice would you give to would-be founders preparing to start their first company, particularly if they are a non-tech founder like you yourself were when you founded Air Force? What advice would I give them, huh? Yeah. So, like, um, one of those strange people that you meet is not is an accountant, and he's miserable, and he wants to start a company. 
What do you tell him? Just do it. Okay. Don't let your dreams you be use, dreams. You can't use other company slogans in this advice. <laughs> no, I didn't. I that my advice was this Shia LaBeouf. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Oh. You know that one? No, I didn't. I just Don't just dream about it. You're going to wake up and work hard at it. There it is. That's my advice. Don't okay. just sit around and say it. Yeah. Walk around and do it. Mm. That's good. I got to write that one down. I mean, we're going to have have this podcast on loop. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, Phil now. So, they'll know. <laughs> what was the second part of it? Uh, no, it was I mean, it was just speci specifically for non-tech founders. Specifically for non-tech. Okay, so don't just talk about it. Walk about it, right? Right. Get up and do something. Three. Three is learn as much as you can about tech, right? Like right. you're going to have to absorb more tasks than you probably want to or that you're comfortable with in an environment that is going to be just naturally uncomfortable for you. So like you're going to, like I had to take a UX class right? Yeah. I had to take like a UX boot camp. I had to learn how to prototype things. So, I mean, I had to read a book on fundraising, right? I haven't done yeah. it. Like the closest thing you can do to doing is, I guess, reading a little bit. Like From people who have done it. Sure. Right. Right. Like learning from others that have done it, right? Have as many conversations sure. as possible, right? Yeah. Like Air 5 is a good way to do that, right? Like you yeah. can find some founders or some entrepreneurs on there where um, they can actually help you with that, right? Like it's discovering new people that have walked in your shoes once, talking with them, um, learning and figuring it out, right? Between that and actually doing, you will get pretty far. Yeah. And I mean, and I think, um, you know, not to, not to steal your thunder and all, but um, I mean, with... Because you mentioned a, a UX boot camp, and, and I uh -huh. was thinking, you know, um, about those like fifteen, twenty thousand dollar boot camps or whatever, and people are like, "Oh, I can't do it." That's not even those those things aren't even worth the price of admission. You can sure. you can get the education in tech that you need in a Udemy course for twenty bucks. Like, yeah, you know, sure. Udemy. You use that. Use. Um, Team Treehouse is a great resource. Sure. For like thirty bucks a month, you know, and they've got UX, they've got development courses, they've got even business courses. I mean, it's there's all of this, all of these great resources online that don't cost thousands of dollars. And, yeah, right. Um, so pe people need to know, you know, and like, and just reading a book written by you know a founder that you admire. Um, right. You know, stuff like that. Uh, so it, right. it's, it's very affordable it just takes time to yes. to learn the things that you need to learn yes a lot of those times i will just say like you're right a lot of the stuff is free out there i would say the one thing that you're paying for i guess is like the discipline sure. right like having to show up right and having yeah. to having to have someone else like that you need to be accountable right yeah that, to hold you accountable totally. 
And Ooh. I think that would be the only difference, right? Well, so so you know, let's let's use Air Five um, in in this scenario. Meet somebody on Air Five that also wants to learn something from a course, and you two hold each other accountable. Sure, right. Get get coffee once a week and update your Air Five buddy on what all you have learned in your course. Yes. And you're preaching. Then you've got you know you've got an accountability partner um, because I know I know that it's worked with me and and you just you know like I helped you not die you helped me <laughs> be accountable to um, start actually you know following through with stuff like this podcast absolutely um, so and that that's really all it is uh, so to all of my listeners my one piece of advice before we go into the last question for Jeremy is find your Jeremy um, yeah, just you know, you gotta you gotta find you know if you're a Johnny, you gotta find a Jeremy, and if you're a Jeremy, you need to find a Johnny. I am and so touched. I am touched right now. That is, I am heartwarmed. Good. I mean that that's literally the best advice I can give. Um, all of the stuff from that you know you guys have heard from Jeremy is is way better. Uh, that's the only only piece of advice that that I can give that is worth much um, there but yeah just you know and when you find that person stick with them like you're gonna I know Jeremy and I have you know beat the shit out of each other a few times verbally <laughs> not physically um, yeah we but, have but we 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 build each other up afterwards and because it's just that that brutal honesty with each other and that we understand that you know we have each other's back all the time and mm -hmm. that we do want the best from each other and to, to to make each other better and so when you you know i can when when you find somebody like that listeners dear listeners um you fight and you fight with them every day um, and, and you'll, you'll achieve those goals that you have. Absolutely. All right. Before I start shedding tears, let's go to the last question. Um, all right, this one, this one's going to be my signature question. I know, you know, you, t you told me to come up with one, so I did. What is one big trend you see coming in the next year or two that most people don't see yet? And then part two of that is how does Air 5 fit in to the future trend? Ooh. Well, it, is, that's the second parter of the first parter? Yeah. So, like, well, yes and no. So, okay. Let's let me start, go. Let's let me answer, answer the it the way I want to answer it. Yeah. Big trend. And, you see. Go. Okay. Cool. So, um, okay. So, as I told you, I speak to strange groups of people. Mm -hmm. right. And a lot of time those strange groups are college students, right? Like yeah. universities that I, I speak with. Um, sure. And a lot of times, like maybe five, six years ago, there weren't many like entrepreneurial resources, right? Like on, entrepreneurship wasn't that cool, right? Yeah. Six, seven years ago. Um, and 
these resources that are really intended to help, I think, at like colleges and universities the last four or five years, I think are almost doing a disservice to wow. like the people who are truly, truly, truly like an entrepreneur, right? Like yeah. I think, or sorry, I take that back, a disservice to the people who aren't really an entrepreneur, right? Like it's making them believe, I don't believe everyone can be an entrepreneur. Gotcha. Right? Like yeah, yeah. I, I, I am full, I fully believe you are born with the chops to do it or you're not, right? Like yeah. I've gotten fired from a shit ton of jobs, right? Yeah. Like I struggle working for other people. Yeah. Right. I mean, but the second, and, and I, and I was, I, I was uh, questioned one time um, at it when I was with a group, like uh, some question was brought up about, Hey, I lost this pitch competition. Should I like give up on my idea? Mm hmm. And I'm like, this school-sponsored pitch competition, this guy thought he should give up his idea because he didn't win it. I've wow. never fucking entered a pitch competition. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. when I went to college, there wasn't pitch competitions. Yeah, there weren't. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, the dynamic, the shift, yeah. right? And it's just, oh, yeah. There, there's more, more momentum. Like, And I get it from the university or college perspective because it's like, Hey, these kids want to come to college now and they want these entrepreneurial resources, so we've got to we've got to support them, right? Yeah, like it's a supply and demand sort of thing. Right. Exactly. But I, I get I get <clears throat> what you're saying. It, it's tell it's telling everyone that you yes. can be an entrepreneur when that's not right. true. Absolutely, right? Like you you may have it, right? And it's good to have those resources to support those entrepreneurs. Yeah. Right? Like but some of these ideas that are being churned out of there are like, here's here's twenty five grand and give us seven yeah. percent of your company, and it's like, yeah. now these people they're being taught lessons that aren't like really great lessons, and this is just all this is how this is just my perspective from yeah. what I am seeing, right? Yeah, and it's I don't think I think the trend is going up, right, to like supporting these people who want to do this, but yeah. like. If you're going to major in fucking entrepreneurship, right? Yeah. You might as well be majoring in Spanish art history. Yeah. Right? Like, Finger it's not... Like, right. If, right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what you can learn in joke. a book... Right. From, exactly. From entrepreneurship in college is, is completely a joke. Right? Like, you, you shouldn't go to college to study entrepreneurship, number one. Right? So... Any kids thinking I'm that they're getting to the point where I'm saying you shouldn't go to college, uh, but absolutely, you know, absolutely. I don't want to steal Peter Thiel's thunder too much, but I mean it's it's all theory and no practice, and then mm -hmm. kids come out mm -hmm. and they're just like emotionally stunted and you know intellectually sure. not developed at all uh, because right. they've just read these textbooks and they have no, they haven't been knocked down, they haven't had to get back up. They haven't, they haven't been punched in the fucking face. Exactly. They haven't right. experienced shit. Like, it's... Right. They're in a bubble. And right. it just makes everything worse. Like, it, as soon as they get out into the real world, which is not a bubble, and as you phrased it, they get punched in the fucking face. And right. It's, it's not helpful for them to sit in those classrooms spending tens of thousands of dollars on something that they could have learned in 
a weekend reading a book from an entrepreneur who's done it and Absolutely. Then just gone out and like tried to launch their own business. Just right. Just test it, you know, have an idea, test the idea. You're going to get knocked. You're going to get taste it. Taste the, you know, the blood from your lip yeah. from getting knocked on your ass and then get back up and do better. Right. I absolutely totally agree. Thank you. I agree with you too. Also, um, to the second part of your question, yes. Um, how air five fits in, mm -hmm. uh, I would like to siphon off those college students sure. and say that the number one reason why air five exists is to help you take advantage of the one thing I do think college is worth. And that is the network it creates for you. Yeah. Um, so it kind of goes hand in hand, right? If you totally. feel like you don't have a job, right? Or you've been led to believe that you can be an entrepreneur and you yeah. can't, or you still want to you still think you can make it as an entrepreneur, connect with other entrepreneurs on air five in your network and learn totally. how you can do it or kind of learn how you can do something else. Yeah. And so, and you know, if you've, you know, cause a lot of people who are, I'm assuming a lot of the people who will listen to this have, have gone to college. Um, a lot of them are going to have felt like that was a huge waste of money. Um, yeah. and you know, you can't go back and, and get the money back, but you can extract some value through your alum network. Right. So, and, and that's done through air five, because I know that my alumni association hadn't done jack shit for me other than put together <laughs> yeah. a party on Saturdays to watch our damn football team. So, <laughs> yeah. which I'm, I'm completely convinced the entire SEC schools are based on football and education <laughs> is kind of an afterthought. Um, and, 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 and even helping their alum, if you weren't, you know, in, in some special group there, they don't care about you. Um, as I've, you know, I've, I've told you in more great detail and I won't go into all of it on this podcast because I'm saving it up for, you know, later to drop the hammer on them, but they haven't done anything to help me and I do resent them for it. And I, I see air five as like, okay, I can, I can get somewhere with air five that I will never get with mm. uh, my, my school's alumni association. Sure. Oh, that's an interesting takeaway. Right. It's, it's like it's serving more the alumni than the alumni association. The alumni association right. is literally there to service themselves and just siphon more of your money, uh, you know, dear listeners, your money into the school's pockets to pay for, I'm guessing, new helmets and jerseys for the football team. <laughs> I will say this. Um, the Michigan State Alumni Association has been good and to me. I, and, and because you have pulled me in, and, and surprisingly, shout out to all the Spartans, especially the ones who I've met, because they have actually been more helpful to me than my own alumni like oh, people. Sure. Um, it, which, you know, blew my mind and made me angrier at Tennessee <laughs> alumni at the same time. Sure, um, that is the definition of building resentment. Yeah. Yeah. So it, 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 it is amazing. 
thank you Spartans uh, who I have met um, y'all have been awesome and thank you you know for helping my dear friend Jeremy in in his uh, time in LA as well um, in our conquest to build a bigger farm yes for all of the chicken egg baskets yes <laughs> well uh, with that we're we're gonna wrap up the wrap up the show here. Wrap so wrap. Do you have uh, do you have a have a parting parting word of wisdom for our for our listeners? Absolutely. Uh, anyone who is a subscriber, a paid subscriber, Verify, can have my personal cell phone and email address uh, that Johnny will put in the notes of the podcast. Yeah, I can do that. Cool. It's Jeremy at Air Five as well as my email. Yeah, and so, um, so you're saying, yeah, if they, so yeah, I'll put, you know, Jeremy at Air Five in the in the podcast notes, and then if you guys get the the Air Five drink subscription, which is ten bucks a month or a hundred bucks a year, and you get which gives you two months for free, mm-hmm. um, then then you'll get Jeremy's personal contact info, his his phone. He'll even have a drink with you. So I will. That's, uh, if, that's... Any, if anyone is in LA and would like to have a drink with me, I am more than happy to do that. That is pretty cool. Not a, not a whole lot of startup founders who are willing to do that. Um, Absolutely. There needs to be more of that. I, I think so too. Because I think I that... will build a relationship with anyone that wants to have a coffee with me in LA. And... If someone wants to fly from New York to come <laughs> to LA, I will have a drink with you. That's awesome. And, you know, this may be the start of a new trend, you know? I mean, startup founders getting in touch sure. with uh, their customers again instead sure. of just, right. you know, thinking of stuff without ever engaging their users. I love it. So, way to go you, man. Um, way to go you, man. Proud of you. And uh, Thanks, man. I'm proud of you, too. Thanks for spending some time uh, with me tonight. So, Thanks for having me so much. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm looking happy looking so forward much. to to having you on the show again in you know maybe six months down the road, and we'll we'll see if uh, that vision has um, been realized. Ooh, we'll, that is pressure. We'll that's pressure you just applied. It is uh, for both of us. Oh my gosh! Hey, I've, I've got to get enough listeners to keep a podcast going for six months. Oh wait, and, that's true. Yeah, there's pressure. Okay, well, six months from now we will do that. See, it's that's accountability. Cool. Perfect. Hear that, listeners? Accountability. Get you your Jeremy or your Johnny, whichever and one Get you, you your Johnny. Nice. Um, all Love right. It. Cool. Thanks a lot, Jeremy. Thanks, man.